back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler here is here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast, where we give you a brief recap of the day's market action based on what we see in the VRA Investing System and, more importantly, what we see looking forward for investors. We are now looking at an overbought pause in our major indexes, but in all market meltups, these pauses are often short-lived, and we expect that that will be the case here as well. After we saw the downward movement of May, it was off to the races. Now, on the recent move higher, we entered overbought conditions at the beginning of June. We got relief from that overbought territory in early July, but we're not able to get to oversold conditions before the markets wanted to head higher. In meltups like this, we do not expect our markets to get back to extreme oversold levels before heading higher, which is exactly what we saw in early July. We got a few days of a pause that took conditions just slightly below overbought. Then it was again headed higher. We expect to see a similar move now. This week's pause has already taken overbought conditions now. We aren't in the clear yet, not quite out of that territory, but we continue to see that these pauses will be brief. Don't be too afraid that you're buying at a top here. And here's why I say that. Every market top in modern history has later become a market low. Today's highs become tomorrow's lows. And we are continuing to add to our positions here at the VRA. Looking at all of the factors that are playing out in our market right now, it's actually interesting and very bullish that we're not even lower, that weren't trading lower today than we were. In the recent past, when our markets were at overbought conditions, news like we received this week would have hit the market much harder. Talking 300-point down days in the Dow, today we just got down 115, so not a bad day at all there. But the two main issues here continue to be the Fed and trade talks. Now, yes, the Fed has lightened on their monetary policy, expecting a rate cut later this month. But Jay Powell gave a speech in London this week where he pessimistically commented on weakness in global markets and the need for lower rates, both U.S. and globally. But the markets seem to ignore these comments. These comments would have sent the market much lower before. Trump also made aggressive comments about China and trade, saying that China has yet to honor their commitment to buy increased amounts of agricultural products. We may be a ways from reaching trade agreement with China, Trump said. So even on news like that, the China trade war news usually sends our market much, much lower. But today, really not a terrible day. Markets finishing down about a half a percent on average. I'll get to that in a second. But like I said, it would not have been uncommon for our markets to have headed much lower on just one of those two pieces of news I just mentioned. But markets that don't fall on bad news almost certainly want to go higher still. They want to climb that wall of worry. And our position here remains unchanged. We are still in the middle of a global market melt-up. So like I said, overall, we did finish lower today in our major indexes, but a pretty slow day. Finishing, uh, We did finish at the lows of the day, which is not what we want to see. The Dow finishing down 0.42% to 27,219. The S&P 500 finishing down 0.65%, breaking below its 3,000 mark 
to 2,984. The NASDAQ finishing down 0.46% to 8,185. And lastly, the Russell 2000 was our biggest loser on the day. Uh, Looks like it was our only market not to finish at the lows of the day, though, finishing down 0.72% to 1,550. And a quick note, one I just saw come across the board here on earnings, Netflix reported earnings today plunging 11% in after-hours trading now after missing their subscriber goal of $5 million added globally, adding only $2.7 million, and actually losing subs in the United States. So not good numbers there from Netflix. Now, this is only one company, so it isn't huge news market-wise, but could have an impact on the tech sector come tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see. Looking to our internals on the day, it was a bit of a mixed bag, but we got some positive numbers there. The advanced decline line was negative today, but we just hit new all-time highs earlier this week in advances to declines. We were negative today with 3,379 advances to 5,384 declines. New highs to new lows continues to be our bright spot with 403 new highs to 230 new lows. And lastly, up-down volume came in negative on the day. If you've been tuning in with us here, those two negatives aren't really a huge shock to us. Not a big deal, especially in an overbought pause like we're seeing. Before we begin to even see signs of a reversal, we would need all of our major internals to be finished negative, not just one day, but back-to-back-to-back days and extended even further beyond that before we would start to see what we believe might be a reversal. We just see that as nowhere in the cards right now. Now, looking at our sectors on the day, we did have a rough day with only two out of our 11 S&P sectors coming back positive, those being utilities and real estate. While our laggards on the day, there were nine of them, but I'll just mention two here were industrials down 2.17% and energy down 1.15%. The rest of our sectors were down less than 1% though on the day. And now probably to the most interesting story of the day, which is took place in our commodities uh, and mostly gold in the miners. If you've been tuning in here, you know that we've been calling for the recent move higher in gold. And we've heard almost nobody who has been talking about this big time who has been this big time bullish on gold. Don't get any reaction from it on Twitter. Don't see it happening in the mainstream media. We did see a little bit of it today. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. But certainly, nobody has been as bullish as we have been on gold in the miners. That was until today. Ray Dalio recommended gold today. Uh, Ray Dalio is the CEO and hedge fund manager uh, for Bridgewater, the largest investment firm in the world. He commented today and cited many of the same reasons as to why we are so bullish on gold, mainly being that as central banks globally are getting more aggressive with policies that devalue currencies, Dalio says this is about to create a, quote, paradigm shift. He went on to say most investors are underweighted in such assets and that by adding gold to their portfolio, Investors can both create a better balanced portfolio to reduce risk and enhance returns. Well, let me tell you, we couldn't agree more, Mr. Dalio. The price of gold was higher today by 1.15% so far, that is, to 1,427 an ounce. But the real story here has been in the miners, 
GDX, the gold miner ETF, is continuing its breakout today, finishing up almost 4%. And what we've been keying in on here is the miner's relative strength versus the gold. Versus the gold. Versus gold. Looking at relative strength between assets applies mostly to commodities. For example, comparing energy stocks to oil and, like I did before, miners to gold. In every move, that, in major move that is, in gold that we have researched, miners lead the way. Right now, miners are leading the way with 2 to 1 outperformance of gold right now. This is just the beginning. And we see this move accelerating like we saw today. And we could soon see the miners outperforming gold by 3 to 1 or 4 to 1 like we saw today the miners outperforming 3 to 1 on gold until today though no one was even talking about this group despite its recent breakout this is exactly what we want to see heading higher while being unloved you won't hear this story in the mainstream media or just about anywhere else this is why you need to join the VRA. Come join us for two free weeks. Check out these picks that we have, the individual names. You can sign up for two free weeks at VRAinsider.com. You got nothing to lose. Come join us. On our other commodities on the day, silver was our biggest leader. Up so far, 2.07% to 16 an ounce now. Copper up slightly by 0.11% to 270 a pound. Oil, though, is continuing its recent decline below $60 a barrel, down 1.86% today to $56.53 a barrel now. And lastly here, Bitcoin, which has taken a hit recently. Still hardly a dent, though, when you look at their return, Bitcoin's return so far on the year, but it is now down below its 10000 mark at 9680 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast in your inbox every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com, click the podcast link at the top, and we'd be happy to have you on our list here. Love to get some feedback from you. Anything that you want to send our way, any questions, feel free anytime. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, as always, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.